You're listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. This week, Jake calls in sick. Pre-releases have begun, and we have a guest from Team Sports Card Junction. Hopefully, I match Jake's, uh, what's the excitement in the open there, because I don't usually do that, and that was different for me. Uh, so as you can tell, I'm doing the intro. Jake's not here. He has called in sick, uh, feeling a little under the weather. It's all good. We gave him a sick day. Uh, he's not getting paid for it. Oh, well, but we'll move on. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to ramble on by myself for too long. We do have a guest and he's from Team Sports Card Junction here to talk to us today. We have Mike B. Mike B, how's it going? Going good. Um, just chilling today. Been a, had a fun day at work. Then just come here, guesting on the podcast. And I can confirm Jake is actually sick. Uh, he started feeling under the weather last Thursday. So yeah, he's he's been uh, fighting something over the weekend. Uh, he was hoping to pull it together, but he's just uh, having trouble not coughing and you know being able to talk for long stretches. So. We'll give him a pass. It's okay. I mean, I'm not going to hold it against him uh, unless he doesn't listen to this cast, which then he'll he'll know that I'm saying this. So um, then I'll hold it against him. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, this is where I usually we talk about our weekends. So, Mike, uh, you're filling in for Jake here. How was your weekend? Uh, anything fun happen? Well, um, I went to a pre-release. Went through a pre-release this Saturday. There so that was fun. Technically, I got uh, two pre-releases since we um, the store I went to, we did a big pre-release with about 20 people. Then they had so many kits that they, we did a mini eight-person pre-release afterwards. And then after that, I was able to buy another kit since they just had so many kits. So nice. technically, I got three pre-release kits already. Nice. So, so. Um, I'll ask it now. Did we get, what did we get? Anything good? Oh boy. Uh yeah, we did get something good. Um I pulled let's see. I pulled the special illustrator art penny. Ooh, okay. So that's a nice one. Um I got two Gardevoir EX, one full art, one regular art. I got gold lightning energy and a gold rare candy. The rare candy I immediately traded for another Gardevoir EX. <laughs> So oh, rare candy has already evolved into a garden. Yes. <laughs> and then I also got Gyarados EX and a full art Toxicroak EX. That is cool. So nice. um, that's a pretty good amount of pools out of three. Yeah. So the, they seem to be a very, I've been seeing some pictures. The pre-release kits seem to be very giving. In, in yes. Could cool. definitely agree with that. Definitely yeah. saw a lot of gold pulled. Um, a lot of like special illustrator arts pulled. We had both the Maridon and Gardevoir for that pulled from the pre-release kits. Yeah. So how, got how this is the new pack configuration. Is it? I mean, cool or? I like it. Um, uh, I overall like it. Um, just because it's like, hey, your uh your pull chase cards at the end. Um, though when you're going through the packs, if you like see the silver glint at the end, that doesn't always mean a hit now because the hollow rares have like the holographic silver border now yeah so it's like cheat. can't Those cheat anymore no cheat. Uh, well you can't cheat unless it's a gold rare 
gold rare you can tell because those have the gold border. Oh, okay. All right. So that's all right. Well, uh, I did not have a pre-release this weekend. Um, I spent my weekend still practicing my good old fun Silver Tempest Crown Zenith format deck. Uh, getting ready for Fort Wayne. Um, bubbled in another weekend tournament. Uh, I'm getting used to doing that now. Uh, I keep finishing right under prize support. This week was fifth. Um, the week before that was, I think, fifth. I don't know. It's just I keep getting right in the middle. Not bad records. The tournaments always always are fun, uh, and I do well. I always we got a lot of good players. Um, well, you know, yeah, we got a lot of good players, and the matchups are always tough. So, um, it always comes down to that last round where I need to win, and uh, I don't. So, gotta start winning, especially those winning ins. So, that was my weekend. I, my big pre release weekend is coming up. I got a full slate of pre releases, like, I think. Uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, uh, I'll be getting them three packs too. Them, them three, three kits. But that's enough about weekends. Time to move in. I'm gonna let Mike you introduce yourself to the Pokemon world, where we normally, how we normally do it for guests. Um, so go ahead and take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself and whatever we should know about Mike. All right. Um, well, I started playing the game in person about the Astral Radiance pre-release time, but I had played online before, um, mainly in the, um, pretty much right after Burning Shadows came out in the Sun and Moon era and played through most of the Sun and Moon era, but sort of stopped playing about when Sword and Shield came out because, um, I was it also in on VGC and Sword and um, Sword and Shield introduced some interesting things for VGC, so I focused on that. Um, but then I, like I said, started playing the card game not just online but in person about Astral Radiance. Um, so right. that's about that. Uh, previously, like, well, I had go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say right when like VGC was kind of like I don't know, maybe not dying down, but like it's been out for a little bit. Yeah. So decided and just back. how things had gone in the sword and shield format, I'm like, this. I just feel felt like not something I wanted to continue. Yeah. Um, but uh, Pokemon's not the first card game I had played. I had also played Yu-Gi-Oh back in 2009 to 2013. Mm -hmm. So do ha do have some experience with card games prior to Pokemon? Yeah, you got. Uh, as, as I say, you know how to read long paragraphs. For you. Yep. <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> I've seen. And I, I, they play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh at, at at the store I play at, so I know that that it's kind of just a joke. I I do to them to straight to Yu-Gi-Oh players' faces, so it, it's just funny. Yeah. Um. So, continue if you have more. Um, I think that's about all I have. Um. Okay. So just played Yu-Gi-Oh. Now I'm playing Pokemon and. Probably having more fun playing Pokemon, honestly. That's good. Pokemon so, is fun. Yu-Gi-Oh! It is very sure fun. fun. I've, I have never played it. It seems like it could be fun. Maybe it uh, seems like it might be faster. 
even though there's just a lot of yes sure that there is a lot of interaction to just know that's the thing and um the meta is a lot different i guess because of the way that the game is played and formatted so um we will continue with the pokemon talk not Yu-Gi-Oh talk um so uh yeah so recently you you've been playing pokemon like you said since after radiance and then you've yep. you've uh you were also on jake's team for team sports card junction on their big run uh in the team challenge right yep and then you've been on that team you were on both runs right you were on uh the- no i was not i was not on the first run i had not started playing in time for the first run but i was was on this latest top 16 run okay so you help them improve from the 32 to 16. Nice. Nice. All right. Um, so let's, before we start talking about team challenge, because I know we wanted to go, uh, Jake wanted to go into that. Because that was kind of the premise of the episode. But we have to ask you these standard uh, questions that we ask every guest. So, um. I'm used to throwing these back and forth, but I get to ask all five. So this is kind of neat and a rare uh, situation for me. So uh, we'll start with what is uh, your favorite Pokemon? So I have a lot of favorites. The main one I typically go to is Garchomp, just because he's like that cool shark dragon. Um, Umbreon's definitely up there as well, as well as Bulbasaur, who was my first starter back in blue version. But now I might have to go with Hisui and Gudra, uh, just because back to the team challenge theme, I use Hisui and Gudra during a lot of the um, team challenge weeks. So I'm like, I like Gudra anyway, so I might just have to go with that now. We'll see. <laughs> it's amazing what a, a Pokemon that you can do well with will will, will latch on to you. Um, yeah. So... Speaking of that, what is on Pokemon and cards? What is your favorite Pokemon card? Card. So this one's going to be going back, but it's going to be the Zorark GX back from I forget this what the mini set was, but back from the Sun and Moon era. Uh, just when I played online, I always just loved using that card in that deck. Just just consistently drawing two cards and just being able for one attachment just two hit KO pretty much everything. I I just loved that deck and all the versatility you could, and all like the different attackers you could pair it with at the time. Yep. This is a good old Zoro GX can go with a lot of things. Great yep. tradability, which uh we've obviously seen on many Pokemon well many Pokemon since. Um keeping it going because it's a great ability. Uh but we haven't paired it with such a, a, a cool attack at the same time in essence, like the Zoro, the, the Zoro GX had, so you could, you know, consistently draw and still hit for good damage uh, on just one energy attach. So, um, next question, what is opposite spectrum? What is your least favorite Pokemon card? This is, it's not really a least favorite card, but it's a least favorite mechanic, and that was the, the whole tag teams in general. That sort of pushed me, part of pushed me away from Pokemon, uh, or at least the card game. I just didn't enjoy going up against those cards 
just those big three prize basics. They just they weren't very fun to go up against. When I tried playing them, they weren't very fun to play for me. It just wasn't a fan of them. Okay. And I, I didn't even play. Like I stopped right before ADP came out, so I didn't even get to experience what apparently was the worst of them or best, depending on your opinion. Uh, I mean, it was the worst combination, not necessarily the best. I, 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 I don't know. I there is a lot of argument on that one, but I mean, ADP definitely when paired with Zacian was the uh, kind of like. Uh, aha moment that this card is crazy good because uh, it wasn't upon release the most popular tag team gx played uh when when cosmic eclipse dropped i mean that uh i don't i think reshiram was the the hottest tag team before that if not pikaram obviously um but pikaram was on the scene since it was released but reshiram was might have been the one that everyone was like Ah, this is so bad because <laughs> turn turn two three hundred damage going second is is pretty good. So yeah, Rush. I know Rush Rushard was definitely the big one as well as Pikaram. Those two were the big ones. So, um, but yeah, not I mean, not the first person to bring up a, a tag team, let alone all of them at once. You are the first person to say all of them at once, but uh, not the first person to bring up tag teams in general. So uh, now we will move into the, the cool questions. Uh, the one, um, we'll go with first, uh, what is your favorite Pokemon memory? Now, it's going to be for everything. Like if you have a VG, if, if, if it's a VGC memory, go with that. Whatever involves Pokemon and memory that you like. So. This might I mean, it's it's gonna be the uh getting top sixteen in team challenge actually, just because like we made such a good run, um I did pretty well during it. We I mean we all did well. Just getting top sixteen, I feel like is that definitely takes it. Okay, I mean so that is just that is a fun. It has to be a fun run. Uh, Jake would be able to talk more about how it feels since he's gotten closer to it twice. Um, I know how to make top two fifty six, but. 16 is a whole different ball game. So I'm sure we'll we'll get into more of that in a little bit because I have one more super fun question to ask. Um so next regional you're at, whatever it may be, we're we're coming up. They've called your number, you got a stream, you're about to walk out. Pokemon has added walkout music. What song is going to hit the stereo? When Mike is coming to the table, definitely uh, "Final Countdown" by Europe. I, it's an old song, but I I just love it. Oh, That's everyone, definitely the song. Everyone will be up there with the just ready to go. It's the final. Yep. Everyone will be right there, ready to jam along. That is a good one. All right, so that is our standard questions. You have survived those. We can move in. Let's go ahead and just get into a little bit more of the team challenge talk. Uh, now, like you said, you guys made it all the way to top 16. Unfortunately, as Jake said last week, unfortunately was knocked out in the top, uh, in the top 16 um, in the round of trying to make top eight. Um, 
So I think they're almost into the final four now before we um, this week. Uh, but what um, what kind of memorable moments did you have from this run? Like, obviously, um, any kind of games stick out from you? Uh, we don't have to obviously like, we usually go over little runs, but anything matchups that were super fun or anything super close, just any kind of memorable moments you had from this year's team, this season's team challenge. So the first memorable moment is um, ironically sort of a um, uh, what's uh, what's the word for it? Just like a flex moment where um, our first round opponent, um, I took the final KO for the whole round with Manaphy. Yes. Like yes. I just attacked with Manaphy. So we have, is there, uh, we need a full story on this a little bit. Like what is, what was the, what was the need for the, or not the need, but we just saw the, 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 uh, the opening came. How did, how did it set up that Manaphy could do it? So they were playing Kiram VMAX. I was playing Lost Box Rayquaza. The previous turn I had hit for 320, with the Rayquaza, they took the return knockout, and I just happened to have like tr- training court and the cards to attack with Manaphy for uh, what, however, how much damage it does. So I'm just like, we're just gonna do this for style. We'll take the <laughs> knockout with Manaphy. I had a Cramorant anyways, but I'm just like, let's just do it with Manaphy. Give Manaphy uh, some time to shine. Good old rain splash for KO. Nice. Yep. Uh, any so, any other 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 fun matchups? I mean, you had um, how many? Like you had a good amount of rounds playing. So. Yeah, not um, mine were mostly either like just sort of I got I, like a, a stomp one way or the other. I played um after Rayquaza, I played Hisui and Gudra V Star for most of it. So it was like either I'm just stomping them because they can't do a lot of damage or they're stomping me because I bricked or they're Lugia and doing Lugia things. So, okay. Um, it was mostly just like, it was mostly just like if I, if I ran into a good matchup, it was just business as usual. Okay. So So that was my, my next question is what, what kind of decks did you play throughout? So if you kind of went through it, did you play, you had the, the, the Rayquaza and then just Gudra the rest of the way. Did you play anything else in there too? Um, not the rest of the way. Um, all most of the way it was Gudra, um, outside of the week one, which was the Rayquaza. Was it Lost our... Gudra? Or yeah, it... Lost and Gudra. Lost and Gudra for our top 64 round due to scouting. Um, I actually switched to Giratina, which I greatly regretted. Um, their decks just had way too much disruption, and I ended up getting destroyed. But thankfully, our t- my our teammate Adam, um, he went three zero and sort of bailed me out. And then the week we lost, I ran Arc Duraladon and lost two winnable matchups, unfortunately. So, yeah, it happens sometimes mm-hmm. in in those runs. Um, in in the the weeks going in, um, Jake kind of talked about this too, but. What was what was the preparation like? I mean, obviously you you said, um, you said uh, you've played you played Gudra, you played Arcturalanus, so you switched a couple things. Uh, what kind of other 
preparation was into put into it? Mostly just like looking at decks win percentages, looking to see what kind of matchups decks had. Um, that's part of why I went with Gudra a lot, because outside of Lugia and Mew, which I could fix the Mew matchup. So outside of the Lugia, I felt like I had just a lot of good matchups across the board. It was really good into Reggie's. It was really good into a lot of Lost Box decks. Um, so I just felt like a, a lot of decks just couldn't deal good enough damage to Gudra. And I could just consistently deal 100, 200 damage and just deal with a lot of decks. And then I fixed the Mew matchup by playing two Drapions most week, which we ended up running into quite a number of Mews. And uh, the two Drapions absolutely helped out. Yeah. So, so you think this extra prep work that you put in is like it paid off then mostly with the double Drapions and stuff like that? For, for that, for that, yes. Um, Unfortunately, some of our scouting was a little bit off, at least in the top 16 round, just in terms of they brought a control deck that we hadn't seen before, and we had only me that could deal with it, and I didn't even get to play it because we lost in uh, round two, so... It was just, it just, yeah. I mean, the way the format works, sometimes they can just bring an oddity that you didn't see happen. Yeah. I mean, we were hoping like that that would happen with us because I, we, I had never brought in an Arc Duraladon deck before. So we were hoping that that would throw them off a bit, but it didn't really matter. Yeah. Um, well, while you guys were playing, well, I mean, obviously with the format and everything that is, um, I always like to know kind of I one of the parts that I like about it is having that coach position did um, on your run where obviously when able, obviously that coach position also is a flex in case someone can't play that weekend out of town, uh, prior commitments and things like that, where you're was your coach is very active, like every week, whoever it may be, I'm not saying you or or whatnot, just like in that position in, in general. When they were yeah, he was. Position. Yeah, he was definitely very active and very helpful. Just walking through certain plays, particularly with lost box decks, since there's just so many options and so many things you have to think through. Having that coach definitely helps. Just giving a second, or even if other people have done games, third and fourth set of eyes, just be like, okay, these are the options you have. Yeah. So that definitely helps. Yeah, that's one of the things I kind of want to just highlight it a little bit on on the format and using that because a lot of times i hear people saying like that it's just the position that oh you don't have to play this week because you're just like the guy that doesn't that can't play and that that is also one of the reasons it's there but when you can have all the, the whole team there having that coach position is really kind of clutch for adding that extra thinking into hard matchups like that or hard play like just being able to figure out maybe plays a little quicker or just having a second set of eyes can help a lot of the time. Yeah, definitely. It was definitely helpful. We had a coach most of our weeks and definitely helped us just walk through plays, keep an eye on things, help us prize check. So definitely helpful. Cool. Cool. Um, so uh, what was your, so the format is obviously a little different, obviously, if you're not familiar with it now, it's a little you, you know, you play 
team of th- four, three people play, uh, and you play each other, each play each of each other once. So like all that, what kind of, kind of wanted to know what was your favorite thing about how, about this format because it's so different from the normal way we kind of play Pokemon. Having the coach was definitely one of the things I liked. Um, another thing, it was like, uh, how do I, what's a good way to put it? You're going to, you're pretty much always going to be going up against four different decks. So it's like, you're not just going to be having to play three or four Lugias or three or four Mew decks. You got to build a deck that can beat multiple different decks. So, and like, and plus, like, you always have the choice of, okay, which deck do we sit this week? Do we, we can look at our matchups and be like, oh, hey, they have a bunch of Drapions. We should probably bench Mew or not bring it. So a lot of the stuff like that and just um, just thinking and talking through all of that with the teammates, um, that was something I definitely enjoyed. Yeah, I, I like that aspect too, being able to change your deck week to week and kind of like having those small meta calls um like drapion is kind of like the easiest example of this like is like is it a thing you play like have these people i like you can see what the teams prior like have played prior and you're like is anyone on this team even playing mew and no no one's playing it I was like oh well do we even need to bring a drapion then in our deck like that saves a card slot maybe two card slots um and things like that so you can add a little bit more consistency and stuff like that yeah, that's yeah. Generally that like... definitely helped. Uh, uh, that definitely helped out with uh, Jake's deck since he was playing a uh, a version of Lost Box Rayquaza that was easily flexible, so that we we could adjust the deck to whatever we needed. Say like we needed, I know we needed to add a Giratina one week just to have Shred, or add Ice Q just for Reggie's. Just adding those tech cards as needed was definitely helpful throughout the team throughout the uh, tournament. Okay, and um. There's a lot of really cool things about that format. Um, is there anything that you didn't like about the? Is there something anything you don't like about the team challenge format that, or any kind of like a recommendation that you might think might get make it better or anything like that? Not really, no. Um, yeah, I think the the format's fine as it is. I think Pokemon is a good thing going with it. I don't see any need to make any changes right now. Maybe in the future, just to spice things up, or if things get dull with it. But right now, I think it's good as is. Yeah, yeah, and I, I like it as is too. I was just trying to see uh, your your uh, thoughts on it, and I really hope they continue it and kind of move it over to live. Even though PTCGO is going away, hopefully it can be it be run over there hopefully successfully keep it running. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts or I'm going to like kind of open the floor for you. If there's anything else you kind of want to say about your team challenge run, uh, anything I'm like, I'm not asking you, but you wanted to get off your chest about it. Anything, uh, anything cool about team challenge you want to talk about, or do we kind of go over it all? I think we kind of went over it all. I liked the prizing. I liked, I like all the, the mats we get. Um, I like the packs that they give out, both online and IRL. Um, the mats for this one certainly were very cool. We, you got the uh, Zorark mat for qualifying. Then you got the first Lugia mat. And then there's obviously the top 32 Lugia mat, which 
looks cool. I can't wait to get that. Then the uh, Staff Guard War Mat is actually really nice as well. If you're yeah. lucky enough to get that. You're lucky, lucky enough to run one, you could have got that. Or uh, I know some places some places run extra tournaments uh, for those as, as prizes too. It's time, time for trivia, trivia. Trivia. We can kind of move into our uh, middle of the show shenanigans because I had a trivia question for Jake, of course, this week. I had saved my prize pack from this weekend and I just opened it up. So I was going to do another mystery. Mystery. I don't know what <laughs> the question is until I open the pack. Uh, so as our question goes, our, our trivia, Mike, you're going to get the trivia question. Okay. As it is, we question, uh, guess that Pokemon. And the only hint I'm going to give you is the attack name on their card. And then we obviously give you some lifelines if you want, uh, uh, stage type. Um, and then I can actually read you everything the attack does if you want as well so are you ready to to get this i'm as ready as i'll ever be all right so this is a pokemon and it is an attack and the attack's name is matron's anger matron's anger this is from series pack two what are the lifeline options so we can ask what the stage is you already know what pack it's well, I guess yes. set it's from. I can actually tell you exactly what set it's from. But uh you stage the type when I can read you the full attack, like what cost, damage, and any other effects it might do. What stage is it? Uh it is a stage one Pokemon. Stage one matron's anger. I actually I don't know this one. You got more lifelines. Yeah. What set was it originally from? Uh Brilliant Stars. Brilliant Stars. Matron's Anger. And what does the attack do? Alright, so Matron's Anger is cost two colorless energy. It does 30 damage plus this attack does 10 more damage for each Pokemon in your discard pile. Ooh, stage one, brilliant stars, discard pile. And what is the last lifeline? Uh, the type. Type. What type is it? It is a metal type. Metal type, matron's anger. Tack like that, I'm going to guess stage one is the final evolution. I'm trying to remember metal types and brilliant stars. This one, I believe, is the one that actually gets... This card actually does get played. Added hint, I think. I'm not sure if it's this exact one, which is another hint. I should stop talking. I'm just... Yeah, I'm just trying to think of metal types <laughs> and brilliant stars. That doesn't actually help. And so it does 30... 30... So. 30 damage, right. and then 10 more damage for each... Wormadam. There you go. <laughs> Wormadam is the answer. It is the metal Wormadam. I uh, had to think of the fighting Wormadam in order to get that. 
I don't remember which one actually goes into the Zorark box deck. It, it, I believe it is the fighting one, but... Yeah. Um, that is the only Pokemon I got in the pack, so that had to be the question. Um, and uh, if I said Scrape Drop, no one was ever going to get that, so... No. Yeah. So, Wormadam is the answer. Thank Good job getting it. Uh, you are ar- already 1-0, and you're doing better at Jake than Trivia. At Trivia, so... <laughs> Uh, you can hold that over his head next week at, lo- at locals. Uh, so, uh, with that, uh, we will move into. Uh, we'll take a quick second and hear a word from our sponsors. The Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast is brought to you by Sports Car Junction. Located in the North Hills of Pittsburgh, Sports Car Junction is a one-stop shop for players and collectors with a wide variety of singles, supplies, packs, and boxes available in-store and online at sportscarjunction.com. Don't forget to check out our weekly league Mondays at 6 p.m. Thank you again, Sports Car Junction, um, for being a great sponsor of the show. And allowing us to do great give great giveaways like our et our free etb giveaway, which um, I know everyone was probably thinking, do we have another keyword, or is it going to get announced this week? Uh, the answer is no for both. But you have another week to enter for the etb. I'm going to repeat both keywords for you today, so you're kind of getting the luck of the Irish. A little bit. If you listen to this episode, you get both keywords and you can submit them to me at Watch Whimsy or Jake at Pinox One or at the the podcast themselves at Pit Pokey Pod on Twitter. The keyword words again is Galarian Articuno. And if you submit that over on Twitter, Discord, Facebook, uh, send them directly to us, you get entered to win a free ETB. Uh, given to us by our wonderful sponsor, Sports Card Junction. All right. Now, it is time for the news. And boy, do we got some news this week. So, I think we're going to have a lot of fun discussing the plethora of new Pokemon spoiled from the uh, the upcoming Japanese sets, Snow Hazard and Clay Burst. Um, so, Mike... Are you ready to talk some some new cards? Oh, yeah, I am. And like you said, we've got some good ones here. Yeah. So these sets are kind of like geared around the uh, the legend, uh, the legendaries uh, in the new Scarlet and Violet game. Uh, Chine Pao and Ting Lu. I hope that's the right way to say it. Not, I'm sorry. But that's what I'm going to go with. Um, so they are both getting a EX card. Um, I'm going to start with Chine Pao. Um, so it's basic. Both of them are basic. Uh, water Pokemon for Chine Pao, 220 HP. And then it comes with uh, fully equipped with a ability and an attack. The ability is pretty sweet, uh, called Trembling Cold. Once during your turn, if this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, you may search your deck for up to two basic water energy reveal them, and put them into your hand, then shuffle your deck. Um, And then the attack for two water energy, Hail Blizzard, 60 times X damage, 
Discard any amount of water energy from your Pokemon. This attack does 60 damage for each card you discarded this way. What do we thought? What, what are we thinking here? That's basically a bucket on a Pokemon. Cap the bit, cap, capacious bucket on a Pokemon. So, I mean, on its own, it seems pretty good. But I feel like we have to talk about this with the uh, Excalibur that's coming out. Uh, because it seems like these two are just sort of made for each other. Yeah, we can, we can uh, with their that. ability. We'll bring them up. I'll, I'll explain Baxcalibur too. Um, so obviously this uh, Baxcalibur is a stage two, 160 HP Pokemon. So we will have um, an Artabax and a Frigibax. Um, none of them seem to have anything at the moment that's like, woo, this is cool too. So um, uh, the only difference is there's two different Frigibaxes. So neither one of them is too crazy. It depends on which one they give us. But the Baxcalibur uh, is does come with a pretty cool ability um, that is worth mentioning in in terms with Chine Po. Uh, it's a absolute zero. As often as you like during your turn, you may attach a basic water energy from your hand to one of your Pokemon. So this is a new Frostmoth, right? As often as you like. No, it. it's actually uh, even better. It's a new uh, Deluge Blastoise. Oh, okay. Frostmoth, Frostmoth could it only attach to the bench and could only attach to water Pokemon. This attaches it to any type of Pokemon and it could attach it active or bench. That is right. I remember seeing the pictures of Blastoise and on Twitter now uh, next to this card. So it is Deluge, um, which for us who haven't played with Deluge is Frostmoth, but better because uh, the, the energy goes anywhere. And you can still do it as much as you want. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, in conjunction, Chine Pile, Baxcalibur, what do we think about these two water Pokemon? I mean, we sort of already have something to base it off of. Um, uh, previously, Deluge Blastoise has gotten top four at Worlds and one Worlds in 2015. So, it seems like this archetype is just, it, it's being handed to us, but it's just going to be really good. Um, we're also getting superior energy retrieval back, which will be able to get us four water energy back from the discard pile. Plus, we have Irida to search us the rare candy Baxcalibur combo we need. So it just seems like, to me, uh, this is clearly going to be a tier one or tier two archetype. I'm not sure who the best attacker is going to be. Chim Pao is obviously a good one. But I feel like there's going to be other ones, like the uh, Radiant Greninja, Um Crown Zenith Kyogre is an option, as well as the Evolving Skies Kyurem. So I feel like um, there's a number of ways we could go attackers-wise, but I feel like this is clearly going to be a Tier 1 or Tier 2 archetype. I, I have a hard time Sky. seeing it not. The Evolving Skies Kyurem, that is that the dragon type that does, yes. more damage, does more damage for the amount of water energy on it, right? Um, let me double-check that. Um, that's the one I, I was I was thinking of... Pairing him with Kiram VMAX. Uh, I mean, it's a big body. VMAX, it does give up three prizes, but unlimited power, maybe? Like, Oh, yeah, that is absolutely something you could do, too. I could definitely bring back Kiram VMAX uh, from the slumber it's been in. I hasn't seen any plays since Silver Tempest came out, so could definitely revise Kiram, revive Kiram VMAX. Yeah, that is pretty cool. 
Yeah, but the uh, Evolving Skies Kiram, uh, discard any amount of water energy from your Pokemon. It does 60 damage for each card you discarded this way. And it's water, water, metal. Okay. That's, and it's a one-prizer. So yes, there there is uh, the perk there. Uh, one-prizes might be a bigger... The three-prize VMAX might be a big liability going into this newer format with the, the speed of the game, depending on how everything else is, because Kira might not be able to be able to take what the prizes you expect it to take as a VMAX with, before it gives up three. Um, yeah, that is pretty good, because I, I read it and I was like, well, maybe I can play Ice Rider again, but um, this is much more powerful than Ice Rider. Uh, we need to find some pretty cool water Pokemon. Um Luckily, I have some pretty cool water energies and everything already ready to go for whenever Bax Caliber comes out and I can deluge some energies into play. That is cool. Yeah. Yes, like, and we it definitely seems like we have a good number of attackers uh, to use this with. Um, the whoops, the Silver Tempest Articuno being another one that I just thought of doing yeah. the uh, 70 and paral paralyzing. That is, yep, that is cool. I think water still water has had a lot of success. Not lately, this not current meta. Palkia still kind of can get played. Uh, it had Palkia had its day in the sun, and but water has been around, uh, and apparently it's gonna stick around with Baxcalibur. All right, well I'm gonna move us into the one fire Pokemon that we got uh, spoiled here. Um, it's Chiyu EX. Um, so this is one of the different legendaries. Uh, this one comes equipped with, it's also a basic, two attacks. Um, so for one fire, you get Burning Energy. Discard two cards from the top of your opponent's deck. And for two fire energies, Flame Surge, 100 damage. And choose up to three of your benched Pokemon. Search your deck for a basic fire energy. Attach one to each of those Pokemon, and then shuffle your deck. So we get some fire acceleration out of this Pokemon uh, for two fire energies. Is this an EX worth playing? I don't think so. Um, it, it seems like you want to be using that Flame Surge attack first turn just to set up your attackers. I just don't see an easy way to set it up first turn like you'd have to use um you'd have to discard a fire energy then you'd have to magma basin it onto a benched pokemon and then energy switch plus your attachment for turn so i'm just not seeing it with this pokemon 100 damage is not a lot um and one retreat's not bad but um i'm just not seeing it with this pokemon especially since we're seems like water Pokemon are still going to be really good. So I just feel like fire overall, not going to be in the greatest spot. There's a, a obviously radiant Charizard can be good, but fire overall, I don't think it's that good. And I'm not sure Chiyu helps it all that much. I, I, I agree with you this on this. I'm hoping fire can make a little bit of a comeback. I have, Hopes for Arcanine, even though they're very slim, slim hopes. I hope, hoping that speed might be a, a, a thing for Fire that it can get out faster than maybe some of these water decks get set up 
or it can deluge a lot of water energy or things like that. Uh, for me to for Chi Yu to be playable, these attacks would have to be backwards. Um, you can have the, the the effects stay the same, but the energy acceleration has to be on the one energy attack, and the discarding the damage can stay on the two energy. Like even if it was just flame surge one energy, and then all you got was the acceleration, that might be worth it for three energy to three Pokemon. Uh, depending on what type of deck you're trying to play, especially with maybe Magma Basin out there, talking about yeah. going second and getting a couple Arcanines on the board. I don't know what a better better attacker at the moment that would be available, but then having two of like basically one of them ready to go and then two in the winds, that could be good. But like you said, be that the way the attacks are, I don't know if Chiu sees play. So. Yeah, uh, another thing I just thought of, it seems just like a worse Arceus. Like Arceus with the Trinity Nova or the V with the Trinity Charge. It just seems like a work, worse Arceus. It it can attach to like and, um, more different types of Pokemon since Arceus can only attach to Vs. But with Arceus, you're doing a lot more damage and you have access to uh, the uh, V-Star power. So it, it just seems like a much worse Arceus, honestly. Yep. Can't agree with you there. All right, um, I am going to gloss over that there is a new Pikachu and a really cool illustrator art of Raichu uh, because none of them really do anything that crazy. Raichu does hit for 200 damage, but yay, it costs three energy. So, hey, cool. Uh, I'm going to move on to the one Psychic Pokemon they released because I think this might be cool. Uh, and I just want to talk about it quickly, but it's Rabska. Uh, it's a stage one Pokemon with a unique attack. Um, it is uh, revival, blessing, revival Blessing for one colorless energy. Choose a Pokemon from your discard pile and put it onto your bench. And uh, Poke Beach <laughs> made a little parentheses at the bottom of this. Yes, you can bring any Pokemon to the bench, including stage one or stage two. So this literally just says plop Pokemon into play, uh, anything uh, you would want. Is it worth it on a stage one? It would be broken on a basic. I will say that. Yeah. Stage one, potentially, I'm just wait. Someone, this card has a lot of potential. I'm just waiting for someone a lot smarter than me to break it. Like getting any Pokemon, no matter what it is, from your discard pile onto your bench, is has always been really powerful. We've seen it with uh, Lugia V Star. Uh, we saw it with uh, Maxi's Hidden Ball Trick and Archie's Ace in the Hole. Like that's always been a powerful effect. Now using it on a, an attack ends your turn, so you can't immediately use utilize that Pokemon. But an effect like this, it's always been good you just have to wait for something to break it i feel like yeah um i bring it up because i feel like cheating stage twos is what you really would like to cheat in into play uh somehow that's gonna be good in something but like you said someone a little pokemon smarter than me has to come along and figure out where this is gonna be uh where this is gonna be good um so yeah I, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. I will say the there has an illustrator art too as well for this card, and it's pretty cool looking. 
because uh, yes, I have is. not caught a caught a Ravska in Scarlet and Violet yet. I know I'm not too far along, so it, it, it is what it is. Yep, Quite, I quickly wanted to talk about that because I think it could be good uh, in the future or even right now if someone knows exactly what what's the thing to bring in. Okay, there's the um the Minecraft Pokemon as I'm nicknaming it. Uh Knackle, Knackle Stack, and Garganackle, um, the little block guy. Um nothing too crazy from them. Uh during there's an a the Garganackle stage two has an ability during Pokemon checkup, heal 20 damage from each of Pokemon. So an auto heal. Um twenty damage nowadays just doesn't seem like enough. Does it seem like enough to you? Not really. I mean, it's essentially it because it's during Pokemon checkup. You'll heal f at the end of your turn. You'll heal twenty. Then at the end of your opponent's turn, you'll heal another twenty. So it's like um, you're essentially healing forty before your opponent your, your opponent hits into it. You'll be able to heal forty damage off of that off. Um, combined with other cards, it might be decent. Um, because it's a stage two, I don't think it's going to be like one of the top decks, but I feel like it could be make up for a nice fun deck, especially since it's just a one prize Pokemon. Like just mm -hmm. make a for a, like a, a one prize tanky deck that's also uh, milling cards and doing decent damage. Like there could be a fun deck here. I feel like Radiant Serena would actually be a good card with this because you can that gives you another heal more healing you can do. Yeah, who knows? Maybe they can. <laughs> Maybe you can pair this with the Togekiss line and just find some way of just not dying constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? We uh, also have the... Uh, uh, one thing I want to bring up, we also have the fighting tool from the Scarlet and Violet base set that reduces damage. So that would actually pair well with this as well. Yeah. yeah. Like the Rocky Chestplate it's called. Too bad. Oh, yeah. Too bad Stone Jenner's gone. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I love that deck. Okay. Uh, anyway, moving on, moving on, moving on. We now we can talk about Tinglu EX because he's another fighting type Pokemon. Uh, two hundred forty HP on this basic EX. Uh, he comes equipped with a ability and an attack. Uh, the ability Cursed Ground. If this Pokemon is your active Pokemon, your opponent's Pokemon with damage counters on them have no abilities, excluding Pokemon EX. Um, so this is uh, ability lock with damage for non EX Pokemon uh, if they're damaged, like I said. And then uh, the attack for three fighting energy, land scoop, 150 damage, and you put to put two damage counters to one of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So there's the, how you trigger that cursed ground ability um, on top of maybe uh, Halucha, but. Uh, yeah, what do we think of King Lu EX? It's definitely interesting. Um, again, because of the rocky chest plate with fighting types, I feel like tanking is the best way to go. Um, I don't like the attack cost, three fighting energy. Uh, we don't have a lot of fighting acceleration outside of Gutsy Pickaxe, and 150 damage is not a lot, especially for the attack cost. But the ability you are definitely doing... could be annoying. Yeah, the, the ability could be annoying. 
you might there might be a world where maybe paired with Garganackle, you heal yourself so much that Tinglu stays in the board, and then your your ability locking, and then it is doing like spread damage, a little like uh dragapult uh trickles of, of damage counters to the bench. So maybe that pays off with the 150 after a while. But I mean 150 will two shot these stars and and things that aren't stage two EXs pretty much. Um so eh, it could I just don't like you said I don't know if the 150 is enough and you're really relying on on locking your opponent up to to be able to do this because three fighting there's not not to mention the retreat cost is four so it's not like you can just slide this guy in and out uh as a different attacker in your deck because it has to be in the active he's gonna stay there um so yeah he's okay maybe not maybe uh maybe you throw him in the maybe category all right let's move into some of the hot ones as i want to say these these really popular ones that everyone's I, i've seen a lot more of talk about uh, and I'm not talking about tandem mouse and mouse hold. Um, uh, can we? Can I just bring up uh, the Dunsparce first? No, no. Uh, I feel like I, I am. I'm going to Dunsparce. I was just skipping. Tandem. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tandem. For those of you following along with Poke Beach article, <laughs> uh, no, uh, the Dunsparce is the one that I want to talk about. The Dunda Dun. Got it. Um, that's the one of the two hot ones that I want to talk about. Uh, the Dun Dunsparce. Um, is the stage one of Dunsparce. Um, there is a new Dunsparce with Finder Friend being released. Pretty cool, but uh, we might still like our Mystery Nest, uh, no weakness to colorless Pokemon for a little while longer uh, because this Dun Dunsparce has uh, an attack um, for four colorless, uh, sudden flash, 100 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. And Shuffle this Pokemon and all cards attached to it into your deck. Lugia just said, you're giving a paralyze me for an entire format. Let me do it to you. Right? Is that what's going on here now? That seems like what is going on. And it, it uh, similar to the Bexcalibur, this definitely reminds me of uh, an older Pokemon we had. Uh, Ex Excelgor from uh, Dark Explorers, which... Uh, had a similar attack, deck and cover, 50 damage, uh, opponent's paralyzed, Pokemon is now paralyzed and poisoned, and you shuffle it and all cards attach back to the deck. So we have seen something similar before, though that was a much cheaper cost. But, like you said, Alugia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, you can slide that into a Lugia deck, and and you can do the, the old school, well, the, the you had the old school deck, uh, we can we can call it the new school uh, hit and run greeting for our, our buddy Steve uh, that he had an effect very similar uh, of hitting for 100 damage and then going back into the deck. You had triple excel at that time, which was nice for it. So you just do it and then basically uh, be able to repeat every turn. Um, this very similar with Lugia, you can throw whatever energies you have on it. Put him back into the deck, and if you have Archeops, then you get the Archeops. You just give him, bring him, bring him right back, uh, or do a different Pokemon for the turn, 
uh, into the right attacker that you would like uh, for the moment. So, yeah, I think that Dundon Sparse is going to see a lot of play, uh, and it comes with a pretty cool illustrator art. Uh, I think our friend of the cast, Lady Dunsparce, is going to be happy about this, too. Shout out if you're listening. Um, I know she was tweeting about it. So, um, yeah, I like it. Moving As do on. I. Huh? As do I. I. I like this card. Definitely going to see playing Lugia. Uh, moving on to the last Pokemon to talk about. Um, Squawkabilly EX. A colorless 160 HP basic Pokemon. Uh, comes with an ability and attack. Um, this has the ability Lively Draw. On your first turn of the game, you may discard your hand and draw six cards. You can't use more than one Lively Draw ability during your turn. Uh, and then an attack, energy flow... 20 damage, attach up to two basic energy cards from your discard pile to one of your Pokemon. Uh, low key, we just got Denny back, but it's like fair to Denny, right? That is what I was thinking, and the attack is not bad either. No. Um, it definitely, the attack synergizes with it. If you get the energy in your hand, we have jet energy, so where if you have to nest ball it out, you can just attach jet energy, which uh, from triple beat, move it into the active. Like this just seems like a really good card, but balanced because you can only use that ability first turn. Yeah, yeah. And you know, you might have a handful of energy to discard, and then uh hopefully whatever you get off the six cards will be worth it to attach to do his attack to put that energy onto said bench Pokemon. Um and uh colorless, so it can kind of fit into any archetype uh to speed it up. So uh, I really like Squawkabilly. I think he's going to be one of those Pokemon that kind of hangs out in a lot of decks. Um, yeah. Um, one another thing I like is you can also you cho can choose at any point in your turn to use the ability. So say like I, I think it pairs with Jet Energy really well. Say Jet Energy is already in your opening hand, you can just attach it, move it to the active, and then use the ability. You can you choose to use the ability before or after your supporter. Just the flexibility of that, I really like. Yeah, it is an added, a nice added bonus on that to, um, by limit and then taking the limitation, adding the limitation to it only being in the first turn. So you get this bonus of not being able to, like, you don't have to play it and then do it. You can do it whenever, um, but you can only do all of this on your first turn. So neat, neat. All right. Uh, let's get into the trainers. Um, all right. Uh, I'm just going to gloss over them because there's only one we really want to talk about right now. So Super Rod's coming back. I like that. Uh, finally, I, I think we needed another Rod after Ordinary Rod was going. So Super Rod will be it. Uh, I like Super Rod in general. Um, it's just as a combination of three. It's a good card. Um, and then uh, Charm of Courage. Basically, uh, that's a new Cape of Toughness that can go on anything. Um, and basic only, not anything, but a basic Pokemon will get 50 damage, 50 HP. So um, yay there. Um, that'll be helpful. Uh, and 50, I think 50 is a good number to add uh, as an item. I think 30... 
Big Charm was just like kind of never enough. But of course, it only works on basics. Uh, and then uh, Grusha is a trainer, so, I mean, a supporter uh, that reads draw cards until you have five cards in your hand. If you have no energy cards attached to any of your Pokemon, draw up to seven cards instead. Um, I don't know if you have any opinions on this, but I think this might find very limited play in the decks that are kind of like one energy attacks that they attach for turn and hit. They don't play ahead that you so they can draw those seven cards. But I still see, I feel like that means you're losing your Pokemon every turn. You're probably just playing Cynthia's Ambition anyway. I kind of agree with that. Um, Cynthia's Ambition just seems better to me, honestly. Maybe after that goes away, Grusha picks up. Or, I mean, if you are in a, if you are a deck that discards your energy as your attack and you have nothing left, um, like a, a you're playing a Kieran Bmax with with our new Delusion Max uh, Caliber, and you get rid of all your energy every turn, you can draw up to seven. Um, but I don't know if, if like Grusha is what you really want to be doing, but you don't have the commitment of having to lose a Pokemon. So, all right. Yeah, I don't, I don't see much about from this supporter, but, uh, I think we should get to the big one. We've, we've kept people waiting long enough. Yes. Let's get to the big one. Uh, so everyone's new favorite phrase, uh, I'm going to, I own you, Iona to one, right? Right, that's 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 the talk. So Iona, I I I believe that's how you say it. Iona supporter. Each player shuffles their hand and puts it at the bottom of their deck. Then each player draws a card for each of the remaining prize cards. Yes, that sounds very similar to N, and very similar to Marnie. They had a baby. It's named Iona, and it's your new favorite comeback card. Maybe I don't know. What do you think, Mike? Honestly, I think this is either the second or third best supporter they've ever printed. Um, it depends on if it's better than N or not. I'm not sure which is better, but the card is insane. Um, it's it's not just a comeback card. It's also consistency because you can uh, play it to just draw straight six cards. Um, yep. And you're not discarding any cards. It's disruption because your opponent has, if your opponent's gathering resources, they now have to put them all into the bottom of the deck. They're not drawing those again. Like th the card is absolutely insane. I don't have much more to say about it. It is. Yeah, no, I'm easily I, the best card in the set. I, I agree with you. I am super excited uh, for this. We have been clamoring for an end reprint um, and, uh, I'll take the no end reprint because this does my favorite part of uh, Marnie, but in the format of an end uh, disruption. So the reason why everyone liked end so much is because uh, it is a better consistency card earlier. Um, you got six cards rather than five. Um, so it added consistency in your early game, but then added that disruption element to the end of the game especially and if you're behind that added that disruption that maybe you can come back um, now uh, i think it maximizes the consistency because if you have a dead hand and things you don't want to see putting them at the bottom of your deck is great because you're seeing six fresh new cards 
rather than a possibility of going back into something. And at the same time, if you're trying to disrupt someone at the end of the game, that effect is max disruption because they can't accidentally uh, draw. In, like you can't shuffle and then happen to draw the one boss that they have still in the deck. It is at the bottom of the deck. They will need to shuffle and get to it if they want, if they if they need that one card, if it's in their hand. Obviously, if you make them draw, if it's still in the deck and you draw into it, they draw into it. It'll prob someone, it'll lie to somebody, but Iono is back as here and NN is back. Yay, happiness. Happiness, unless you're trying to get this special illustrator art, because I feel like that card is going to be very expensive. Yes, yes. That's going to cost a, a pretty, pretty penny. One thing about Iono, I don't think it's going to completely push Roxanne out of the format. You're not going to use Roxanne in place of Iono, but there are still some decks that I feel like could definitely still use Roxanne, particularly the VMAX decks, since one VMAX knocked out immediately unlocks Roxanne, so you could put them to a lower hand size while still drawing six for yourself. So um, don't think Roxanne's going away just because Iono is back but or around, but Iono is still the better card. You're definitely going to be running four of Iono before adding Roxanne into the deck. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't, I don't disagree with you. I feel like Roxanne will still um, be that. It can still be a cheeky one of to to put down something in 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 like that Mu V Max or something like that. Just because, like you said, if you lose a V Max hit him the two right away while you still get six. Um, and you can get six if you've already taken some prizes and still put them the two um, as well. So um, it might be a good, still a good late game lock uh, if you're also in, in the one taking prizes. All right. Um, that is it for that article. But uh, without that much ado, uh, Pokemon gave us some more cards that are ultra, also, also interesting today. So uh, we're going to take some super hot takes on these ones because I haven't really looked at them even myself. But we got three new cards um, and at least two humdingers, I'll say. I'm going to call them humdingers like that. Uh, we're going to start with the non-EX card. Uh, which is Mimikyu, a Psychic HP 78, uh, 70 HP Pokemon. Uh, obviously basic. We've seen a lot of Mimikyus like this, but this one comes with a good old ability safeguard. Prevent all damage done to this Pokemon by attacks from your opponent's Pokemon EX and Pokemon V. So uh, there's your new wall Pokemon right there. And it has a pretty cool attack, I might say myself, in that for a Psychic and a Colorless Ghost Eye, put seven damage counters on your opponent's active Pokemon. And I'm going to repeat that it has 70 HP. So, what's your thoughts here on that one? Like, Could be a good card. I feel like a lot of decks right now, though, just already have good ways of dealing with wall Pokemon like this. Like, um, Rhydon can just play the one prize Regieleki. Lost Box has obviously had so many ways to deal with it. 
Um, Mew V Max has Max Miracle. Um, what else? Obviously, we already went through all over all of the water stuff that can KO this. I, I feel like a lot of good decks are just already going to have ways to deal with it. So I don't think it's going to be that impactful, but, but you, that there's always the future of other just pure EX decks come out and they're going to have to find ways. If they become super popular, people are going to tech this Mimikyu and people are going to have to find ways to deal with it. So yeah, immediately right now, I don't think it's that strong, but good down the road. Uh, I'm, I'm not one to ever think that these guys are too too powerful, but it's a keep yourself on. It's a it's a keep them honest Pokemon. So it's it's gonna be there. So uh, just like Decidueye was a like that thing or uh, Mill Tank, it is something that is there that you have to still think of, and you can't totally not respect it in the terms where it, then it will come out and bite you. Um, it's not popular. I mean, it's not going to be something that's totally insanely powerful per se, um, but it is going to be something that can just wall off decks that don't decide to play anything that can do anything about this. Um, so it'll, it'll still be around and something that we have to play around. And I think that's good for the health of Pokemon because it does create the diversity in attackers in, in, in that, uh, throughout all the decks yeah and another thing i just thought of it's another interesting pokemon that you can like hit and run into we already have we were just getting the clef key from scarlet and violet base set this could be another interesting option if we get a really good hit and run attacker i think the best one unfortunately right now is iron treads ex which has a big energy cost but if we get a good one in the future we could see hit and run decks come back yeah the only the only fun part I, well the one fun part i like about it is that it takes care of itself because it has an attack that will literally just say i'm gonna ko your in the queue that is true <laughs> it does also take care of itself <laughs> um so that that is uh pretty neat um all right i'm gonna move on to the uh the all right so we got two big guys in the room I'm going to start with Annihilate EX, a fighting type stage two, 320 HP Pokemon with two attacks. This guy's got Angry Grudge for a fighting energy, 20x damage. Put up the 12 damage counters on this Pokemon. This attack does 20 damage for each damage counter you put on this way. Um, and then for a fighting and a colorless seismic toss, seismic toss for just 150 damage. So Angry Grudge, uh, potential 240 damage if you eat all 12 damage counters on it. Um, I, I I like this card, but he's kind of uh, meh, then, honestly. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, I agree. Um, you're essentially taking what's supposed to be a bulky Stage 2 and giving it the HP of a Stage 1. 240 for one energy is still great damage, but you're taking away a lot of the benefits of being a stage two EX, and that's that massive 320 hit points. You're just reducing that down to 200. Now, a lot more Pokemon can just one shot you. So, 
I I like I said I like this card only because I I see Annihilate and and the other uh, single prize Annihilate that they have released and I and I bring up the I keep thinking maybe I can bring back my single prize primate single strike deck the angry angry bad guy that does max damage when he has damage counters on him so maybe there's a world where Annihilate comes into this deck as a big as a big heavy hitter. But that's in my Mad Brew house. So uh, we'll just continue on to our last EX to talk about another. Oh, no, this is stage one. Fortress EX, Grass-type Pokemon. He's a stage one, 270 HP. Uh, um, is a terrestrial Pokemon. Uh, so it doesn't take any pain. It doesn't take any damage while on the bench. Yes, that that still angers me. But anyway, bad terrestrial Pokemon ability, but it has it. Uh, but it comes with two a, an ability and an attack. Um, so the ability, Explosive Energy. Once during your turn, you may search your deck for up to five basic grass energy cards and attach them to your Pokemon in any way you like. Then shuffle your deck. If you searched your deck in this way, this Pokemon is knocked out. So uh, give up two prizes and get five grass energy onto the deck, into the play. Uh, that's pretty That's pretty good. Um, and then it's attacked for two two grass, guard press, 120 damage. During your opponent's next, ter next turn, this Pokemon takes 30 less damage. Um, yeah, what do we think about Fortress EX uh, for the running of quick grabbing of five grass energies i like this card um i think grass hasn't had a lot of support recently i feel like this is the best support they've gotten in a while um five energy is a lot of energy um i'm just trying to think of who's the best attacker to use this with though that's my only question um, right now, the best I can think of is not a grass Pokemon. It's Reggie Drago V Star. Uh, that's uh, that's also like that's my problem with this like uh, this card. I want grass sport, but I don't think they needed grass like the explosion of grass energies. I mean, that's what we have Gardenias already for is to explode grass energy into play. Uh, the one thing they really want is a way to put it in your hand. And this is over in abundance of what we needed um, in terms of trying to build a grass deck. So I like it. It's cool. Reggie, Reggie uh, Gigas V-Star is a really neat idea because it also plays... The Reggie Drago, not the Gigas. The Drago. The Drago? The Drago, oh, the one oh, that yeah. copies dragon yeah. attacks from your yeah, discard pile. Be, you can get the grass real easy and then uh uh just attach the fire so then you're you're up and running that is mm -hmm. that is a good idea um so who knows i don't now know where else be... you would fit it honestly um the gigas v star um you brought that up that might actually work as well i'm trying to remember what it does well i just think it plays into the v star ability because if you're if you're yeah, they could definitely play into that V Star power. Um, um if you do it at the right you time, can... you can charge up the Regigigas. He hits for pretty pretty big damage. Hit that V Star ability, take out the benched 
attacker and then take some prizes and then you're kind of set up hopefully maybe even you know hit up hit him with an iono down to whatever <laughs> i was gonna say that you can combine that with iono and really disrupt the opponent that's not a bad idea either both, uh, of, those, both of those could actually work uh so i'm gonna keep an eye out for that when that all releases but that is pretty much gonna go ahead and wrap up the news a lot of pretty cool um pokemon being released and this is this is uh two or three sets down down the line uh because this is snow hazard and clay burst they do have the potential being mixed in with our second scarlet and violet set but we shall see yeah i, f I feel like these are definitely going to be part of scarlet and violet set two which is looking really nice right now especially for collectors we're gonna you get the gatsis illustrator art uh boss's orders plus iono Definitely some good collector cards in that. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our last little bit of topic. I just wanted to kind of get um, your take on new stuff, rotation. Um, I know, uh, I mean, I know we're in the same area. We, we've been in the same area. I know you've been playing, uh, playtesting some uh post-rotation decks is the word I was looking for. Um, so obviously uh, rotation rotation is coming. Mike, are you excited for rotation? Or or do you really want to linger in this uh, battle styles to crown Zenith meta some more? I do not want to linger in this meta. I am ready for change. I've been testing out some of the new decks. I like some of them. I, I'm ready for no more scoop up net. I'm ready for no more quick ball, no more uh, no more eternity squeezing, no more Vika Vault. <laughs> I am I am ready to move into the future. Nice. I am ready. I, I am ready for a new set drop as well. But there are some things I'm gonna miss. I, I'm I mean I am a big fan of of Marnieing my opponent and playing that card. So. Uh, I will be sad to see her go, uh, especially that Iona is not here yet to directly replace that uh, dopium hit. Uh, is there anything you're going to miss from that's rotating out? Probably the Inteleon engine. Um, when I first started, I really enjoyed playing that engine with uh, Arceus and then later Palkia. Um, obviously, I haven't played it a lot recently, but I definitely will miss that engine. Um, some, something I enjoy playing and yeah, gonna miss it. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is that has been one of the the coolest and well, coolest is a uh, a uh, subjective term, but uh, one of the most powerful engines in the game. It has kind of tailored off a little bit uh, due to certain archetypes. I think being a little bit more popular and maybe being able to exploit the the speed factor of Inteleon's engine. Um, so moving on to what we've got, what, what we're going to be playing with rotation is happening. What, uh, what kind of stuff have you been playing, like been testing with and seeing might, might, might be good and what's working for you? Um, I've been testing a bit of, um, ride on Reggie Lucky. Um, that's actually seem, certainly seems fun. You can definitely get 
a bunch of energy in play with electric generator. Maridon just gets you into the game, gets all the Pokemon you need out. Like turn one, you're essentially just guaranteed to get all the Pokemon you need. Kind of, um, kind of so... works just like that little Pokemon video they shared on Twitter. I don't know if you you saw that where it was just like I'm gonna go get two two Flaffies, and then uh, yep. and then the next turn it was like I'm gonna I'm gonna go get another <laughs> two more whatever I need. It's just kind of funny. Yeah, Maridon definitely gets you into the game. Um, actually, ironically enough, been testing Urshifu VMAX with Inteleon VMAX, and I've been really been enjoying that. Urshi, so, I don't Rapid Strike Urshifu. Rapid Strike Urshifu. Okay. okay. Um, that's actually been pretty good. I don't think that's going to be tier one, but I could definitely see that being tier three. Just putting damage counters around, around a bunch on a bunch of Kofes. Yoga looping off of them it combines really well with Radiant Alakazam. I feel like there might be something there. Like I said, I don't think it's going to be like something that wins a regional, but definitely something that to keep an eye out on. And a cheeky, that's a cheeky spread, spread damage all around. Uh, yeah. Maybe take take some double turns there. That's that's a cool idea. I like the plan. You might have to share that list over to me. I can definitely share that list. <laughs> I'm still refining it a bit. I'm trying to figure out if the uh, new Halucha is really worth it. So far, it hasn't been actually. Okay. Um, uh, so, what else have you got on the goodies? What what kind of you you said, Marina? Anything else? Have we tried the Gardevoir yet? We have tried a lot of the Gardevoir. Um, having some issues getting into the game, but once you're in the game, it definitely is fairly powerful. Um, so definitely liking the new Gardevoir. I've also been paying attention to the prices of the uh, Gardevoirs, and those have uh, the uh, shiny Arcana one, and those have been going up a bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I was I was looking at those too myself. Uh, Gardevoir in general is getting to be a, a very popular Pokemon. Well, has been a very popular Pokemon, but the the Gardevoir craze is heating up. Upon the release, now the the release is imminent. People are getting Gardevoir cards now, uh, so uh, everyone's trying to grab up the cards they need for their Gardevoir decks because it seems to be the looking at um, things that we see playing out in Japan. Uh, it seems to be one of the best performing archetypes that comes out of Scarlet and Violet. Uh, would that be your also like your opinion of what you've been playing or I'm not sure if it's going to I'm back and forth on if it's going to be that or Maridon. I'm still not sure. Okay. Um still need some more testing to determine that. I definitely feel like Gardevoir has a higher ceiling though. Um whereas Maridon just seems linear. It's like you're attacking with either Maridon or Regilecki V or whatever other lightning attackers and you're just consistently cycling those. Gardevoir, I feel, feel like, has more flexibility because you can use Zacian V, you can use Cresselia, you can use the, obviously, the Shining Arcana Gardevoir a lot of people are using. So Gardevoir, I feel like, has a bit more flexibility of attackers, particularly one-prize attackers. So I feel like that definitely is going to have the higher ceiling. I'm just not sure which deck is definitely going to be better. Yeah, uh, the I the Gardevoir is, is neat because... It has a plethora of attackers, like you said. Uh, there's the Shining Arcade. And and the neat part about the attackers 
really is that they're they're all kind of what I call software X attackers because they all use that what is it the brainwave like shining a crane on one uses brainwave yeah. which is sixty I think it's sixty X or it they all have a multiplier and the multiplier is how many energies they have on them and Gardevoir EX is all about hey I give you as many as you can take uh <laughs> with your HP and I'll find a way to heal you a little bit more if you can take if 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 I need to so um that is yeah the interesting. Yeah, and the Gardevoir, the Shinier Crown of Gardevoir, it is Brainwave, and then that and Zacian V, pretty much, they both have the same attack, just different names. Yeah. So it's like, it's 60 plus, what is it, 30 for each energy? I can't remember. Uh, I don't have one directly in front of me anymore, uh, but uh, I think it, I think you're about right. I think it's 60 plus 30 for each energy. Plus 60 plus 30. 60 plus 30. Uh, yeah. So... so. On top of other, I mean, other other psychic attackers you can possibly use, but uh, you may not even need to use them with uh, being able to maybe repeat some of those with recovery cards and such like that. Um, is there anything other than Gardevoir that you are excited to use? Um, I know we said Bridon and Regilecki and... Anything other than those two, I guess we should say? Crydon hitting the radar, or is Arcanine hitting the radar at all? Or Neither of those. I'm definitely interested in Oinkalone, though. Just more as like a tanking deck with stuff like V-Guard energy and um, full face guard, since it doesn't have an ability, and Sharon's care. Like That could be a fairly fun tanking deck that, that can annoy some people, especially with uh, Path to the Peak and the Barrel. What now? What is Wing Alone hit for again? I can't, he has, uh, I can't remember. I know he revolves from Lechonk. Um, yes, he does. And everyone can get their GameStop promo Lechonk. That was news I heard or saw this week yep. too. To uh, bake super rare Wing Alone decks, but I know I've seen him in some things. He hits for a big amount of damage. Does he not? Or is it... um, he hits for okay damage. Um, the first attack for colorless energy, maddening scent, ten plus, uh, ten damage, then thirty more for each of your opponent's bench Pokemon. So if they have a full bench, that's one attachment for one sixty. Though your opponent Good. does control that damage a bit. And then for three colorless, uh, you do two ten. Though normally it'll be one ninety because of double turbo. Flip a coin if tailed during your next turn. This Pokemon can't attack. Though with stuff like Sharon's care, you can typically get around that. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Being it being a colorless Pokemon, it, it is a, a convenient uh tank and heal deck. Uh you could even possibly pair it with another colorless Pokemon to just keep picking them up and doing multiple Sharon's cares if you can chain them that way. So that is a, a that's a pretty neat idea. Um to use the in Cologne. After that, I'm actually interested in the Armor Rouge that uh, moves around fire energy. I don't think we have the attackers for it yet, but that definitely seems like a good fire support card. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be Armor Rouge. Fire is actually the one thing I'm looking to go down, but I, I don't see a use for Armor Rouge. Uh, but I have been looking at it because Armor Rouge is kind of the same Essentially, it's, it's kind of on the same level as a bronze bronzong, uh, the the metal transfer bronzong, 
Now, even Bronzong is a little bit more uh, flexible than Armor Rouge, but you still, he's kind of like niche because you have to use the energy, moving the energies around. So I, for the same reason, I just don't see the right fire attacker to use it with. Um, and honestly, I, I mean, I've been talking about it a lot. I've been tunnel visioning on using Arcanine and that's what I'm most excited to try. And I know a lot of people have said he's probably not going to be that good. Um, and you might be right. I mean, they may be right, but I have just have a, an inkling that the speed, there is a possibility for Arcanine being very consistent and speedy in that every second turn, like every game you play, your second turn, whether you went first or second, you're hitting with Arcanine EX. And him... Being on, if he's on the bench, you can't like mess with him because he's terrestrial. So that hopefully is helpful. And then you just, I think you just try. It's, it's really literally going to be a prize race. Like, I'm going to get here first. I'm going to hit you first. I'm going to take prizes. Uh, and it's just a very consistent deck. And you'll know if you're going to win maybe like on turn three or four. That's my thought. Yeah, I, I can kind of see that. Um, 250 is a lot of damage, certainly on the Bright Flame. Uh, then 10 more damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. There could be something there. Uh, um, that was That's the my... because In the combination of those attacks is I just go hit with the, the Bright Flame and then if they, uh, they hopefully can't ma uh, mount a counterattack to take the 280, 260 damage that I expect to be on him because of Magma Basin because I expect the 260. Um, uh, that the counter attack is also a very viable attack to just keep throwing in until he's out, and then by that time I've already powered up a another uh, Arcanine, and he's ready to come right in. Because you'd have, yeah. in my eyes, you have to take three of them. You take three. You have to kill three Arcanines, and my before I with my three Arcanines take three uh, six prizes. Okay. Yeah, I can see it. Um, what is the, the, the Growlithe? Growlithe doesn't do any spe anything special, does he? Uh the the one that is releasing, I haven't. I have to look and see if there's one that's really worth using other than it. But uh, I believe the one that is coming out with him attaches a fire energy if you attack with it. Um, I could be completely wrong on that, um, but I wasn't really factoring Growlithe in at all. Um, I would love to use the Hisuian Growlithe because I think he has an attack that for nothing that you can prevent damage, which would be a great second turn attack, but you can't evolve Hisuian Growlithe to Arcanine. So no, you can't. And uh, yeah, the the Growlithe actually that attack is a bit relevant. Search your deck for two fire energy attached to this Pokemon. That's actually not a bad attack. Yeah. But at the same time, it's leaving him in the active low HP. Yes, if you go second, it's cool to do, but he may not be there the next turn too. So no, that's that was that's literally my own thoughts. I have looked at what people have done with Gardevoir. Um, I will probably build that deck to have it as an option, depending on what what I pull. Um, but that Arcanine is the one first thing I'm going to try and build, and then we'll see what else comes comes out from there. 
is there uh, my last real question I wanted to ask you on this? Is there a a deck that's going to come that's in format right now that come post rotation with some band aids that you might be excited to play? Like are um, are you are you interested in in a single strike Lugia or um, a post rotation Palkia uh, or maybe a resurgence of of uh, Giratina or something like that? Uh, well, I have built all of those decks. Um, I've built the Giratina. I built a post-rotation Palkia Ice Rider with the Barrel. Um, I did build Single Strike Lugia. All three of those definitely seem like uh, viable options. Um, Palkia probably seems the worst, honestly. Um, I tried actually tested that against the Barrel earlier this week. Or not the Barrel. Um, Oinkalone earlier this week. And um, it did not do that well. Um, just because uh, the one clone having the V guard and then um, just the full face guard, it was just limiting the damage too much. So I couldn't actually take a one hit knockout. And then after that, it was just like he just kept peeling off the damage and I couldn't deal with it. Okay. But um, Giratina, I feel like Giratina is definitely going to be probably the best deck. Lugia Single Strike, I think, is just off of a limited amount of play testing with it. I haven't used it that much because I've been too excited for the new stuff, but Lugia single Lugia just still seems really good. Unfortunately to a lot of people, like it, it's been dominating since it came out. It still seemed like it's going to be good and not quite as good, but still good. Yeah. Uh, Lugia is not going to leave, but uh, just looking at what it can do. I, I do think it's a little bit more, reined in and more of what i would have wished it like kind of sit where i wished it would have just sat like it kind of fits it's an archetype that works but it's not incredibly overpowered uh not being able to abuse one prize pokemon as easily um with uh and having to use multiple prize pokemon as well um to fit in the format so i feel like it it was reined in right hopefully and 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 will be uh okay going forward um i i, can't, I have not played lugia and i don't really want to but i do like one punch man so i, I have always wanted like i haven't played single strike urshifu and i was like is this gonna make me want to play like am i really gonna have to buy a couple lugias so I can play single strike Urshifu and get the kick of just KO and stuff with one punch man, but we'll see um, down the line. Yeah. Lugia, Lugia single strike definitely seems good. Um, I've also heard some inklings of Lugia rapid strike. I don't like that as much though, because you don't have uh, a way to recycle the rapid strike energies. Yeah. But I've heard some inklings of that and that could be interesting. Yeah, there's no way to recycle the app, the rapid strikes. So the single strike is a little bit more repeatable, but rapid strike could be interesting if you, you math it right. That you might be able to do it with just four energies. Like you have, you have four attacks. You've mathed this out, and you can take the six prizes that you need with the the rapid flowing. Uh, so. I'm sure someone has the head for that to figure that out. If the prize with prize mapping, how to, how that can work. 
Um, that's all I have really to talk about. So I am going to open the floor to you now. This is your time to plug away whatever you want to plug away. Uh, shout out whoever you want to shout out. Um, and the floor is now yours. Uh, shout out. Well, first of all, shout out to just the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon community for just ex like welcoming into the, me into the community, getting me excited to play this game. Um, it's just been a great community. I'm glad to be a part of it. Um, kind of wish I had joined it sooner, but some life circumstances prevented that. Um, I think that's it for shout outs. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure what else to say here. So, no, that's if that's all you got, that's all you got. Yep. No big deal. Uh, this is the floor was yours. Um, but that's gonna pretty much wrap us up this week. Oh, uh, one more shout out, a specific shout out to our sponsor, Sports Car Junction. This dude's been an, a great shop just to go get product from. Um, they, they're literally five minutes away from me. And I just all it's always nice just going down there, talking to the TO, talking to the people there, picking up product that like uh, playing in their tournaments. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to our sponsor, ironically enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, I love I love Sports Car Junction. I don't, obviously don't get to get there enough, but uh, Nate from the store uh, and who runs the Pokemon and everywhere always takes care of me when he can, even though I am not right there. So yeah, it's it's a worthy shout out, and I I, I second it. But uh, with that, uh, we're gonna wrap up this episode. Sans Jake, and uh, if Jake's not listening to the end i'm changing all of the triple p passwords uh so if you do not tell me this keyword of uh galarian zapdos then uh, i'm changing all the passwords and i'm not telling you anything so we'll see if he double checks my work and if uh we tweet funny things next week <laughs> uh, you'll know if he did or not so uh there there's that um but thanks again for everyone for listening thank you mike for uh being on the show with me and rolling without our uh main host jake and and uh rolling with the punches with me because i usually don't carry the show uh but we do we must make a do so with that uh i say thanks again everybody and we will see you all next week Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy. You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.